I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. Coming to you from the A.Z underscore movie review Instagram. I am A, that stands for Alex. And I'm Z, that's Zach. Today we're talking about our latest viewing of the newest member of the, I don't know, uh, rock star cinematic universe. The musical biopic Hall of Fame, <laughs> Elvis. Uh, we're starring about Austin Elvis. Butler, directed by Baz Luhrmann. Tom Hanks is also in this movie. Tom Hanks plays a pivotal role. Uh, this is, it's, a, it's the life story of Elvis told through the narration of Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker, Elvis's longtime, longtime manager, uh, runner, puppeteer yeah. in, in many cases. Uh, an unreliable narrator at times, maybe uh, an omniscient narrator. He is quite lengthy, quite lengthy. The, the movie is over two hours. Yeah, he's a long, long rambler. I think before we get to whether we'd like it or not, I that is the thing that stood out the most to me about this movie. By the end of it is. Is long. It's very yeah. like you said, two, two hours, 39 minutes, and it feels it. And I get that you want to tell every bit of Elvis's life. And I've seen this comparison made online already, but damn if the uh, Dewey Cox story, Walk Hard, you remember the John C. Riley parody of musical biopics that came after Walk the Line? I recall it. I have not seen it. It was, I mean, Walk the Line with Joaquin Phoenix as Johnny Cash and uh, Reese Witherspoon came, come, came out. I forget what year now. And almost immediately afterwards, uh, Walk Hard came out. And in that, the, the, the framing device for Walk Hard, which is funny now that I think about it, is, you know, Dewey Cox has to think about his entire life before he goes on stage every night. And that's what this movie feels like. Elvis, well, not Elvis, but his manager, thinking about Elvis's entire life. And you get every bit of it. I, I mean, not to dive into all of it, but I had such thoughts about the the pacing mm -hmm. of of it we really dive in right away of trying to establish the elvis that we all know um that we sort of pass over the early stages of elvis which i was a little disappointed in personally but once we got to him being the pop culture icon elvis the it King slows the hell down yeah the the word i was thinking of through the first bit of this movie is frenetic it is it, it, it like baz lerman has a style that is pretty evident right from the go from the opening uh title card and he just kind of keeps it going along it's 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 a lot in a short amount of time and it just the movie never seems i don't think there was a quiet moment throughout the entire movie and again that is sort of the Baz Luhrmann style to a degree but I mean I thought 
maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I thought Great Gatsby had some slow moments, but it's, you know, there's movies like Moulin Rouge or, or Romeo and Juliet, where it's just a lot of music to kind of drag you along, uh, in, in certain places. And when you're doing a biopic of Elvis, like there's no shortage of music to come by. Um, but I mean, I guess before we go any further, I will say, I will say throughout all of it though, I honestly left the theater like feeling tired (laughs) and I don't know if that's just how, how the movie ends because it, I mean, it is a Elvis biopic, so we, we know how it ends, but the, the decline down to get to that end point, I was, oh, I was was tired. There's, there was, I mean, you, you probably noticed I checked my phone once or twice. I was too. And it's because I legitimately thought, oh, we're near the end, right? Yeah, I thought that too. And then we <laughs> and had like 40 more minutes. Uh-huh. And I was, uh-huh. I was struggling. And I mean, I, I was ready to race to the bathroom as soon as this was over, downed an entire giant bottle of water during the movie. Definitely had a lot of, of, of beverage beforehand. And it was just like, all right, I, I, I get it. Yep, we're, we're done. Like he's, he's in Vegas now and you're going to, the, the, the downfall is coming soon. It's, Fat Elvis is on the way, and oh, no, he's going to die. Like, it starts it. with, with the, oh, before the, we, the begin. Well, hold on. But it starts with the, the decline of, of Tom Hanks' character, like, on his deathbed. Yeah. And so, you know, I thought we were going to have to deal with that, like, <laughs> that story, too, but we didn't. Yeah. I, that, like I said, that's the, the framing device is, is Tom Hanks leading it in, but we'll, we'll dive into all that. Did you like this movie? I did. This was my first experience um, with, with Baz Luhrmann. I'm embarrassed to say because I wanted to see The Great Gatsby and then I just didn't. But I also feel like that could be said about a lot of people that they wanted to see it and then didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was my first first Baz Luhrmann experience and uh I really enjoyed it a lot. I I like I revealed already, the the pacing of it was a little tough to get through, but the story ultimately is captivating and, you know, I I don't know enough about Elvis not being alive for his reign. Sure. Um <laughs> Um, I don't know enough about him to like say whether they accurately portrayed him or whether they embellished here and there, yeah. but I I felt very strong emotions about like who this guy was as a person mm-hmm. and as a performer and everything else and and I thought it was it was whatever story they were trying to tell, they did it very well. Yeah, I think as you said it it is it's just long um, and I, when it comes to like his portrayal and whether it's accurate or not, I believe this was signed off by the Presley state and by yes. Lisa Marie. Yes. I, who, I remember reading that Lisa Marie said that she had seen it and that it was good. Yeah. I, we weren't sure if that was her in the movie or not. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll look it up. Yeah. Did you like it? You haven't said. I, I liked it. I, my 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 problem is that it's just, it is just too long. Uh, there's certainly things that I like about it, and when we get that frenetic pace early on, it's like okay, yeah, frenetic pace. Give me tons of Elvis songs. Give me 
the 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 Baz Luhrmann modern spin where you get some you you hear some of it you hear a mixing of uh, Doja Cat's uh, Hound Dog uh, in there and in the credits there's a an Eminem song uh, was it Eminem did we know that for sure yeah yeah I can't find anything definitive about her actually being in there it's all just stories about her being emotional while watching it but reactions still being positive right um. Ultimately, I, I liked it, but I, I like it for, I actually like it for Austin Butler's performance as Elvis. Well, I was going to get to that separately. Yeah, I, I, I want to break down, because the, the, two, the two main performances are Austin Butler's Elvis, which I like, and Tom Hanks's uh, Colonel Parker, which I don't. I thought, just to backtrack, because we're getting into characters separately, um, I thought that the the choice of modern music in the not modern times like there's the doja cat song is like playing while he's still like an electrician or whatever it's very early in the movie and it was off-putting i'm like why are we why are we getting sick beats when we're in like the 50s i it's i think it's a it was a great way to kind of modernize it but I, i think it's it's i think there's a way to do what he's doing and like show the connections between the, like the influence that Elvis has. Cause, yeah. cause like you, there's like you and me, I guess there's plenty of people that they weren't alive during Elvis's time. They don't really understand what he did for popular music, for American culture. Uh, and I think this is a movie that can, when we were walking out, there were, uh, there was a group of girls that were talking to somebody they were saying, oh, yeah, we're going to go see Elvis right now. And they were younger than, than mm-hmm. us. And I thought, I, I, when I saw them, I thought, that's great that they want to go see this. I don't know what the reasoning for going to see it is. <laughs> if it is Austin Butler, if it's something else, if it's Doja Cat, I don't know. But I think this is good. It, it's not like a perfect historical biopic in that way where it's super stylized and it's told from the point of view of Tom Hanks's character and, um, and all that. But I think it's, it's all interesting enough to say, I like it, and I would. Re- I, I think it's a recommendation for people, but it you just got to be willing to sit there. It it yeah. it 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 feels its length, um, and I wish it didn't. But it it certainly could have been chopped down and maybe give you a little bit more energy uh, at time. <laughs> I don't know about that. There was well, there was a lot of energy in that movie. Sure, maybe more concentrated energy because sure. it is a little all over the place in, in some spots. But one last note about the. Um the modern music so like the doja cat and the eminem the eminem song plays in the credits and it is very good like i'm about to save it on spotify right now i just really enjoyed it and you and i talked about how it it's it's a nice comparison considering eminem's journey of Mm -hmm. of being a white rapper in a black dominated Mm -hmm. genre very similar to Elvis. Mm-hmm. And you get you get both the positive look at that in terms of the, mm-hmm. wow, he's bringing together cultures. And you also get the very cynical view of that from like the record producers that are like, you know, we need this white kid to be able to sell the, the, the colored yeah. people's yeah. songs. Uh, so that's it. I think the, the early parts of the movie, I think, are probably the most interesting. Yeah, but I wish they would have expanded on it more. They, yeah. they pass over it so, so quickly. Yeah. And I... I I was a little disappointed. Yeah. But still enjoyable. Still very enjoyable. I, I think that's what I mean by having it be more concentrated. 
because the thing with these biopics is they can when you do the we have to tell the whole life story it gets to be a long movie especially if you're a guy like elvis that had a lot of stuff happen to him over the course of his life instead of like something like maybe not the best example and it's not that akin but when we saw uh spencer the princess diana movie mm-hmm, last year mm-hmm. it tells a very specific story of a weekend yeah. or a week or whatever it is and it's not necessarily the life story of princess diana it is a story of a story in the life of princess diana which yeah. i think probably fits my take on these biopics a little better i don't um, know with elvis though it's like so much of there's his there's so much so much of his childhood and what influenced him as an artist comes from that time period. So you can't leave that out. You're doing a disservice to a whole group of people, a whole genre of music. Yeah. A whole, like, you know, bunch of other artists that he was inspired by that he wanted to champion. Sure. I think, I think you can make two different movies about Elvis's life. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can make a movie you about... You make, like, five. You actually. make, like, the, the early portion of his rise to fame, which is extremely interesting and varied and and nuanced. And then of course the later stages of his career, which is equally varied and nuanced and, and has a whole lot of drama. They could totally do the crown where you just get like two (laughs) seasons with one character or one actor in this phase. And then another two seasons with a new, new, new Elvis character. Every, every season. That would be because Elvis has his eras for sure. Speaking of characters, let's dive in. It has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us. Yeah, let's dive right into our characters. Let's let's Here's a here's a question. Who is the main character of this movie? I have the same question. It's Who not is, it's not Elvis. Is it, is it an Elvis movie or is it a is it a Colonel Tom Sanders? Par- <laughs> what I'm going to call him the wrong name. Tom that, Parker. That's that's what that's what yeah. Elvis calls him in his Is it pill, is it an Elvis movie or rant. is it a a Colonel Parker movie? I honestly don't know. I would, I would say it's. I think it's Tom Hanks's movie. Yeah. Not, not, not okay. It's not Tom Hanks's movie. He is the main character in that he is the narrator. I would. It's s- his story that he's telling from his perspective of what happened to Elvis. I would say like fifty-one forty-nine, maybe. Sure. I think, but to me, it's. I guess Elvis is on the screen the most because he's Elvis, and it's you're following his journey. But it is being told to you through what Tom Hanks is telling you. I had a thought, and it really wasn't. It really wasn't until we got to Vegas, Elvis, mm-hmm. where I'm sitting here thinking, I don't, I don't really feel like Austin Butler's had a lot to do. Well, right. I th- <laughs> when because when I started to really like, I had this thought throughout the movie as as Tom Hanks is narrating it. But there's a specific portion of the Vegas sequence where, right, Austin Butler is not telling you what's happening or his character is not showing you what's happening. Tom Hanks is telling you what happened to to Elvis then. And maybe that's because that's a part of his life that isn't as well documented. And maybe that's stuff they had to kind of fill in the blanks for for the movie's sake. But to me, that read like this is what Tom Parker thought was yeah. happening this is what tom parker's vision of what was going on because as you learn tom parker ultimately is extremely manipulative of total con of, artist what of do they, they call him a of, snowman uh, elvis. yeah snowman to the showman that was elvis uh and you know he he strings him along and and every time elvis takes the bait like ah oh, the 
snowman, another one for the snowman, as yeah. as he keeps saying, and uh, and it, it was kind of just fascinating to watch that, and ultimately, I don't know that I liked Tom Hanks's performance because really going into the movie, based on the trailers alone, I thought the worst the the worst performer of the two was going to be Austin Butler being like oh i'm elvis and like getting a real kind of karaoke <laughs> like you know like a the impression k word an impression of elvis and it was just going to be like very stereotyped and be like yeah all right elvis <laughs> a vegas impersonator right but tom hanks for as good as the makeup ended up looking he slipped in and out of whatever accent he was trying to do all the time and i don't this is not on my list of best Tom Hanks performances I've ever seen. Whereas I, I was completely convinced by Austin Butler. Like he truly embodied the Elvis that you wanted, that you would want to see in a movie like this. And that was gonna be Tom my Hanks question. wasn't my, my thing. That was going to be my question was how did you, how did you feel Austin Butler did? I, I mean, th- I have thoughts. I have thoughts about Tom Hanks as well. So. Yeah, no, uh, I, let, let's stick, let's stick on, uh, on Hanks. Cause I think, yeah. Uh, I mean, what did you did you think the makeup worked that his his yeah, performance was I mean, going okay? The thing with with this is again because I wasn't a, around or alive or or really even have any sort of interest outside of a general understanding of of Elvis. I'm completely unfamiliar with who Tom Parker is, so I don't have like a comparison or a something to measure against to know how Tom Hanks did this. Also true. I, so, I mean, I, I'm inclined to agree. It's not my favorite Tom Hanks performance, but I'm also like, well, I mean, if this is how the guy was, then, you know, and Tom Hanks can be such a, an artist in that way where he immerses himself into these roles. But I, I enjoyed seeing him as somebody who is not, the good guy or the yeah. hero, which I know a yeah. lot of people have said already, but I expected him to be a lot more like mean or like nasty, but he yeah. wasn't. It was it was all Gas- just gaslighting. It was all just tricky manipulation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was I was waiting for like the like the mean ready for him to like break and be like no you will listen to me all this yeah that never yeah Yeah. it never happened i mean there's so many moments like that that i could talk about but that that in particular in relation to tom hanks and the character of colonel tom parker yeah i almost kind of wish they they expanded on him a little more yeah because you know you just see him in a boardroom with like a line of like six white dudes in glasses and they're like you have no passport you have no blah, you right. know whatever and it's like whoa 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 can we can we get more information on yeah. that please and and maybe that's why he his performance is slipping around all over the place sure because maybe he is just a con artist that's trying to affect an accent because he at one point he said growing up in west virginia but he also was very he also definitely had, did not have a west virginia accent yeah very german accent I think he's uh, he didn't have a passport. Be... He's, even the the post credit thing, where it kind of says, you know, what happens later in life. Yeah. Uh, they he tried to declare himself as a man of no country in a lawsuit. Um, and they, I think he's Dutch. Yeah. Okay. Not German. 
In- okay, interesting. Well, it's I don't know. It it just it it wasn't consistent, and but I, I like I like you mentioned. I did like seeing Tom Hanks played not a good guy. I didn't. That's not Woody up there. No. That's that's a manipulative sob. That's like yeah. selling out Elvis, who we're all predisposed to like Elvis because he's yeah. you know uh, the king of rock and roll. He's a pop culture staple, and then you have this guy kind of derailing his career when Elvis could have been even bigger than Elvis yeah. was, which is crazy. To think crazy. About. I almost wish he was like a little more menacing. Yeah. Like I never, I don't know. I, I know he was the bad guy, obviously, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's cause he's also the narrator. I'm like, all right, I'll just, I'll entertain what you're saying. Yeah. Austin Butler. Uh, would, wow yeah wow is my thought like did you have any experience with austin butler beforehand because i did not <laughs> i i only knew him slightly as vanessa hudgens ex-boyfriend but i didn't know him as anything <laughs> that other is than unfortunately that. his claim to fame i i am aware of 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 some filmography of of austin butler not that i've taken in all of it but i do know that he got his start on a very plagued nickelodeon show Aren't they all? Called, yeah, exactly. <laughs> called um, Zoe One Hundred and One. Oh, okay. He was a he was a love interest of the titular Zoe that caused conflict for like her best guy friend who had like whatever. He was just he was he was a, like sure. I don't know thirteen fourteen. Yeah, and then I know he also was on. Um, a Sex in the City prequel attempt called The Carrie Diaries um, that I know nothing about. <laughs> I think yeah. he was in that. I'm not even confident about that. But yeah, I think honestly his, his claim to fame prior to this was uh, being Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend. Yeah. Well, and, and so not knowing anything about him, mm-hmm. just seeing him in the trailers and, and seeing him going around with the pouty lips and the the Elvis sound in the in the trailer and wow. even and even you had pointed this out and I didn't even know this I, I don't know where he's from or what his background is that he had been kind of keeping that Elvis drawl in interviews and I saw him like on on Jimmy Fallon and he was affecting that and I'm like I don't I don't know if that's how he sounds or not or if that's like or it's that's definitely just like, not how he sounded on Zoe 101 <laughs> well maybe he's just a great actor and we didn't know <laughs> um but yeah, like I like I said, I thought he completely immersed himself in Elvis. What did you think of that? Completely. There were there were moments where uh, they did a very good job of the the switching with the the films. So I don't I think that like the the footage that yeah. they used was very minimal. I know that they they do use like his is it was that his last performance? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. They used that footage which was sad mm-hmm. um but they they used his face or they photoshopped or or, or cg'd or whatever there are, there are moments where i was doing a double take i was like mm-hmm. you know i knowing what i know about how this movie was cast someone who on on the authority of you know people on instagram um were working very very hard to have Harry Styles mm-hmm. as Elvis and Harry allegedly Harry Styles wanted 
to be Elvis and was doing everything he possibly could to be in this movie. And that, I think, is the complete wrong move. Because mm-hmm. Austin Butler just it completely embodied that role. It looks, he looked just like him at times. It was alarming, yeah. And, almost. Yeah, and, you know, when I was thinking of actors that look like Elvis, the only other guy that I could slap in there would be, like, Miles Teller. But I don't know sure. if that's what you want like is it, maybe you want somebody younger like austin butler is um and i th- the the sliding in of the actual elvis footage occasionally in the beginning not all the time just once or twice in a big moment and then they really layer it in in that in that final performance yeah you when when they start doing that it kind of strikes you of the oh okay this this isn't that karaoke yeah stereotype driven performance he took the time to act like elvis would try would be in these moments he wasn't he wasn't a guy trying to be elvis he was elvis in in a moment i think it i've i don't know how the production went to say i mean i know they don't they don't they generally don't shoot movies in in chronological order. Right. But I felt like he was more the 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 blend happened better where he just sort of fell into that character or that person more so later on. Like when we're doing um when he's doing like all the movies and mm-hmm. then the Vegas mm-hmm. stint. When he's when he starts to get tan. Yeah, early yeah. early on, it, it felt a little caricature-y that, that you mentioned, where he's just sort of, like, hanging his head and... Letting, letting the, the hair flop down. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird, but, like, once he really, like, zeroes in on the look mm-hmm. that we all know, it's, it's breathtaking. And beyond that, um, but the look aside, I thought Austin Butler did amazing yeah i don't i don't know how much of the singing is his i would I know assume he a good does amount have singing ability or performing ability yeah it has to be a good amount because like sure you could just lace in some elvis recordings here and there but there's plenty of other times in the movie where he is singing by himself or singing in a way that you couldn't have possibly had a recording of elvis doing yeah some of these things what did we think of the wiggling the iconic wiggling. See, that's the only part that I don't think he got down. <laughs> His first ever one, that one you see in the trailer, <laughs> even to this day, like every time I saw the trailer and then now seeing the movie, I just, it, it wasn't the portrayal of, oh, you know, he's doing this and it's making girls feel things that they're not sure they should be mm-hmm. feeling. That's not what was happening to me. I was just uncomfortable. Well, I've always thought, is he about to have a seizure? What's wrong with his mouth? So, look, I think part of that is always going to be we live in, we were born in the 90s. And, you know, I, when we were coming of age, there was plenty of things that were explicitly sexual sure. on TV or in music or whatever. I don't know if seeing Elvis's like thrust his hips would have sent you to the moon no. in 1956 or whatever yeah. or 60, whatever it is. Uh, but it's also different because everything like nobody's ever, we were much more buttoned up society back then. Nobody saw anything 
And so it was just everything was so titular and these girls, people, whoever were just so repressed that any sort of sexual implication yeah. could send them through the roof. Yeah. So who's to say if that's what it was or not? The later, like kind of in the middle stages, he ends up doing I like I thought it was just like, oh, I see where Michael Jackson got what he kind of did with yep. like the going up on his toes yep. sort of thing. And it wasn't really until the black leather jacket, black leather pants mm-hmm. performance mm-hmm. where he's really kind of doing some yeah. real thrusting yeah. towards some women in the front row where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. They're going to touch his penis like right on, on <laughs> national was, television. There was like it's great centimeter. It was it was uncomfortable. Oh. I yeah. just I, I again, as as the movie goes on, I feel like in all aspects the the wiggling included <laughs> gets a little more refined as it goes those first couple performances i was yeah. just like get this guy a medic i am concerned yeah the <laughs> he certainly falls into it as as the movie goes on but then the the only thing that threw me off a little bit was like um there's that conversation with him and priscilla in the um limo before he gets on the plane yes. where he's like I'm 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 going to be 40 in 2 years and it was like you don't look 38 first of all Austin Butler as Elvis you don't look like when he said his age there I'm like oh is that is he supposed to be it doesn't look like it that's the only time where he didn't like slide into the age and they don't because that's also the point where they're like oh Elvis is getting fat and I'm they so like they don't show that like he doesn't at all. He, they don't get him actually fat they don't put him in a fat suit like no I think I think that that scene at the end is cgi i don't think he ever put on a fat suit why not they I had the know. prosthetic for tom yeah right <laughs> I, I don't know why we never no, got i saw a credit that said there was there was a prosthetic manager for austin butler well that could have been like hair maybe i don't that's, know that's a wig person it's completely different yeah i mean I'd be may, maybe that was it's, it's prosthetic yeah, yeah. I, it, it was alarming, by the way. That last right. scene. With him, I mean, both of them. It, like, wow. I, honestly, I would have liked to see more of that portion. But yeah. I, underst- I understand, especially if this is something that has to be signed off on, that you're not going to dwell on the downfall sure, of Elvis. Sure, sure, you're sure. going to do the, the parts in the middle. And really, the only... Not that I want this movie to be longer, but the only parts of Elvis's life that we truly skip over is the movie portion of his career. Where I, them kind of talking about it, I didn't realize he wasn't making music during the movie times. I thought he was just making records and being in films, and so I was kind of I was kind of interested by that whole part. But they don't really dwell yeah, on sure. it. Sure, I I I want to say just my gut feeling, and of course we could we could research this, but we are literally recording this hours after seeing the film, so these are just <laughs> first reactions no no research involved but my understanding was that i thought they had said in the movie that people like the movies better if he's singing so right. he didn't lean into the the deep dramas he didn't get to make his his rebel without a cause um dramatic role film but so they just put him in all this cheap hokey shit where he just does covers of stuff um but i'm i'm unclear on that and then it all comes to a head with the christmas special where he returns to form <laughs> which was which was phenomenal i think i think that whole sequence is my favorite part of the movie the oh yeah the the black leather 
portion where they're like, oh, it's going to be a Christmas special. And it, it's it's uh, that's not part of Christmas or what? What did he or Hound Dog is not part of Christmas? There was a certain line yeah, that I want to remember. Like it's like, that's not Christmas. I think and my I favorite my favorite performance was um, the first Vegas performance where he's mm, yeah. he's kind of yeah, gotten yeah, yeah. back to to what he knows. Elvis got his groove back. And he's he's kind of taking direction of like, yes, I want my regular band, but I also want these two backup singers and I want those four backup singers and I want a 30-piece orchestra and we're just going to crush it and you're going to love it. And that performance was so so good Mm -hmm. so so good yeah and it it makes it made sense for the time too of elvis trying to uh you know put on you're you're putting on a vegas show you're not just gonna go throw elvis on a stage you you, you're gonna allow him to like express himself musically in this grand fashion that he had this vision of and um was elvis the start of like vegas residencies you know, I I couldn't tell you for sure, but I don't I don't think so. I certainly there were always performers in Vegas yeah, yeah. of but the I mean Sinatra's of it all. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know if he would be the guy, but uh clearly he was one that signed up and got screwed over in the end. And that's crazy. It, yeah. I like the idea that Elvis could have traveled internationally, Elvis could have been this huge star. Elvis was gonna go do uh a star is born with barbara streisand uh oh my god what a disaster that would have been <laughs> considering like where he was at in at his the time, life yeah. and and like just the the irony of of the content of that film there really aren't any other consistent parts throughout the movie there's elvis's mom yeah um, she was a big a big part of his life and that was that was what i was gonna say was that it just i found myself kind of at war with like is he a genuine guy that just has like a a very specific addiction or i don't i don't know but like i I never yeah. got the sense that he was you know mean or nasty or bought into the fame of it all right they touch on it at the end when he's like you know cheating on his wife or whatever yeah and again maybe that's to keep the movie clean for sure you edit some of that stuff out but i think i mean certainly they they have to they show it at certain points and it comes up in the marriage discussions um that they don't again priscilla exists in the movie but her anything that would have been like interesting with her they don't really do a whole lot with and when you talk about the addiction that's that's the thing of the Tom Hanks narration that I just could not buy. That seems to me more like the uh, unfaithful narrator of the, oh, he, he ultimately didn't die of his addiction to the pills. It was addiction to oh. you, the fans, the love. He, and it's like, he was a di- ah. I was waiting for that line to be like, it wasn't his heart. It wasn't the drugs. He was addicted to you. But I, I, he said, it, I think the actual line is he was addicted to love, which was like that's total horseshit yeah i don't i don't know about that i don't know but i i expected him to kind of have like some diva moments which maybe he did and we don't know but for what it looked like it seems like he stuck with like the regular members of his band the entire time Mm -hmm. and it seemed like that definitely for the most part yeah and there wasn't any sort of like unceremonious breakup or 
someone getting too big for their britches and whatever. It was like this guy, he has this group. They like making music and that's it. And he just wants to do right by his mom and let his dad be part of it because he was in jail. And he's just, he likes championing his influences and like black musicians, which was huge. And that's where like his home bases is Beale Street in in Memphis. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, on a stage with a bunch of crazy white girls screaming at him. It's in, you know, a jazz club on Beale Street with with B.B. King. I thought, I think, like my favorite performance is, performances are from that TV show part. My favorite thing that the movie does is truly acknowledge and wrap a, wrap its arms around Elvis straddling the line of black and white culture mm-hmm, at the mm-hmm. time, um, showing that he was a white kid that had to live in the black part of town because his parents were so poor, but that ultimately influenced the music he heard and the story. Like you hear the the you know the jazz blues guy in that shack, and then he goes to the revival church tent and feels the music and 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 that grows up into his influences on in memphis on beale street with bb king um i don't i don't know if this actually happened where they have a scene where he goes into that same club and little richard is performing Mm -hmm. um there's a moment with fats domino too fats domino yeah so i thought that was a very good and, and and showing how he was affected by things like Martin Luther King shooting yes. and segregation in schools and how he would, he ultimately was being part of that. And they have that concert with, you know, the black, <laughs> the colored the and the white separated from the trailer. It has everything to do with us. Right. Which isn't even about <laughs> <laughs> because in the trailer, they play that after the Martin Luther King has been shot. And so I, you're like, I, Oh, he's standing up for civil rights. And it's actually after Robert Kennedy is shot. I apologize for that. <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the <laughs> that part impression. that we made fun of all the time was, it has everything to do with us. And it's like that when I, when you that hear that better. line in the trailer, it's like, Oh man, he's going to, Oh, I'm, I'm Elvis Presley and I'm going <laughs> to sing you a song. And it's just, he isn't that thankfully, but that was the part in the trailer that always made me go. Oh, but again, they, they do a very good job of blending all that together, showing what kind of a cultural influence he was. I think something that just popped into my brain more about the performances is there isn't a moment that I mean I'm thinking back to the other <laughs> entries in our cinematic universe with um, Freddie Mercury specifically and Elton uh, John. Elton John, that's right. Yeah, I was gonna bring those up in a minute. Um, there are moments in those movies I remember where Rami Malek is is doing the performance. We know he's beat he's, for beat. Yeah, he's not singing, but he. It, it is a full shot of him doing the Hitting performance. his marks of the Live Aid concert. Same with... Um, Taron Egerton. Yeah, I was going to call him Eggsy, and that's not correct. Um, he actually does sing in the Elton John one, mm-hmm. and there are moments where you see him do the whole number. I didn't get that from, from this one. It felt very... The whole movie, in my opinion, felt so, so choppy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's a Baz Luhrmann thing, but like, God bless his editor, pour him a drink because <laughs> putting all of that together must have been a freaking nightmare. It certainly is part of Baz Luhrmann. And I think, again, if we're going to give the movie another demerit, it might be for that. Like, I don't, 
I wanted a little bit more Elvis music from the Elvis yeah. movie. Yeah. And I wanted to see like a full thing of 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 just Austin Butler on stage yeah. singing or not singing, just performing an Elvis song and not in like some compilation or iteration or like massive cuts to Tom Hanks wheeling and dealing in a booth or yeah. like girls like crying. What's the longest <laughs> portion of him simply singing do you think we get? Probably like, the Vegas section. Oh, oh, oh. Like time-wise? Maybe. I don't remember. Because I was actually, I was trying to keep track of, of not keep track, but just like monitor the cuts and the jumps and everything and just the shot changes and, and especially in the performances and I just got tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's certainly choppy in that way. You don't, you don't get really a full song and that's kind of annoying. And even, even when they start to do a song, uh, the 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 modern bits that we were talking about like i was ready for them to start going to hound dog and then they just like go into the doja cat version i think the longest one immediately that comes to mind is um that finale on the christmas special where he sings the protest song maybe that's why i like that the best maybe because it is the longest portion we get and the most powerful point because it shows elvis trying to really take control of his career and and yeah. and we learn that that's not ultimately where the rest of it goes, unfortunately. Um, but ultimately, a, a recommendation from both of us, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're willing to sit with it, I mean, I'm trying to think, you know, because would my parents like this movie? Having mm. having been, been around, closer to Elvis. Yeah. yeah. I I just don't. I can't um, in good faith send them to a two hour, 40 minute movie. It is long. I think you have to be willing to sit there and if not, at least wait till streaming. I think it, it's worth a watch. Might be better off at home where you can pause and go to the bathroom whenever you need Probably to. Probably awards bait, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I think Taryn it, Etrigan got shafted. So yeah. Are I we think, done with this? It's in the same slot as Rocket Man in terms of like release window. And so I think if I had to hold on to anything from the movie, it would be Austin Butler. But he just has to maintain that persona. So everyone's like, oh, right. The Elvis movie. I could see them definitely trying to campaign for it again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if, if, if the Golden Globes uh, reemerge, he would be a candidate, I'm sure. I'm, I'm okay without that, to be honest. Because <laughs> uh, they, they loved uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and all that. So. Um, anyway Rocket Man was better yes I mean I even gave that one a sideways thumb mostly because I was tired I wanted to kind of compare this against some of those that we've seen recently Um, obviously the ones we've we've mentioned the two big ones in the same sort of rock and roll biopic genre recently uh, your uh, Bohemian Rhapsody on Freddie Mercury and Rocket Man on Elton John I I like I think Rocket Man is our favorite of the of the two of the know. three of those. Now no? that I sit here and think about it, I I feel like I had a better time at the Queen one. Is that but is that because you know the music better? No, because I know Elton John. What's that? What's the Queen one called? Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Mo- Sorry. <laughs> what's what's the yeah? I want to keep calling it Live Aid, and it's that's not correct. No. no. I think I just I just had a better time because. While that one was Freddie Mercury focused, there was a lot of 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 the rest of them too. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um, 
and Rocket Man is really kind of sad when you see as similarly to yeah. Elvis, where you just kind of see him go through this very tortured experience of of being closeted and and having this talent and and I don't know being unloved yeah. sort of but with Elvis it was a different kind of sadness of just I'm I'm guessing maybe just this fear of of irrelevancy which is is tragic in its own way. Yeah, I mean there's there's plenty of other things we could compare it to but I don't ultimately I don't think it's better than things like walk the walk the line is no. you know a very good movie or uh i just have a list here of movies where people actually sing uh <laughs> and these aren't necessarily biopics all of them but the greatest showman uh rocket man judy la la land star is born yikes uh walk the line um, i think those are, those are the main three bohemian rhapsody and rocket man yeah and then now this one a recent time and, and we didn't see it uh, i really wanted to but we could throw um straight out of compton in there too yeah uh, you know different genre but yeah similar vibes um and i know that was everyone loved that i really wanted to see it and just we never got around to it at the time do you wish they would have called this movie something else mm-hmm. will they will anyone ever call this movie elvis or will it be the elvis movie I, I think it'd be the Elvis movie <laughs> just cause I can't, I can't think of any other Elvis biopics. Um, Unless you just call it like the King. The, yeah. The King. I actually Googled and found out what the, you remember how we talked before about how we didn't know what the, the TCB was on his oh, thing. Yeah. It's the name of his band. Oh yeah. Which stands for taking care of business. There you go. Fun fact. Uh, Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I don't know. I think we kind of strung out our thoughts there. It's, it's good. Wait, probably it's wait till good. streaming. But it's a it, very good quality, well made movie. Good performances. It's just long AF. Mm-hmm. Uh. But thumbs up. Yeah. Th- thumbs up, and uh, and you'll see all these on on our Instagram a dot z underscore movie reviews. A lot of people saying a lot of things, but in the end, you gotta listen to yourself. So that's gonna wrap it up uh, for us. Like, again, thumbs up on both. Um, what are we seeing next? Well, that's the interesting part, right? So next week is the only big release is the Minions: Rise of Gru. <laughs> oh, I'm a week ahead. I thought it was Thor. No, next week is Minions Rise of Gru. Oh, shit. So either I will suck it up and see it. I'm not going to suck it up and see it. Alex might see it by herself, maybe. Should I get that bathing suit? Oh, God. <laughs> don't look up Minions bathing suit. Just don't do it. Or Minions bikini is probably what you'll find it under. Ugh. Um, there's also plenty of things on streaming that we could dive into. Uh, Spiderhead. Uh, just came out on Netflix. Miles Teller, Chris Hemsworth. We have um, a lot of of uh, Drive to Survive left first. <laughs> yeah, we're we're big Formula One heads now. Um, <laughs> the Christian Horner show. <laughs> yeah, so th- we'll, we're not sure what we're gonna do next week, but we'll 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 figure something out. Um, and then yes, 
two weeks will be our, our big re-entry back in the MCU. Thor Love and Thunder just had its premiere last week. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of thoughts from people on it yet. Have you? No, I haven't been looking, but no. um, I know it wouldn't it's... surprise me if there's an embargo. Actually, no, that's not true. I heard, I've heard some things. I don't know if I'll, yeah, if I'll, I've, you know, but... I've mostly heard just bright, colorful, and that's kind of what I expect. Um, and that's kind of what I want. But again, we're excited to see a movie that is just under two hours at one fifty eight, <laughs> which will be a nice change of pace from from this week. But that'll be in two weeks. Um, with Thor: Love and Thunder. Again, well, if, if you made it this far, welcome to our, our podcast feed. This is relatively brand new for the two of us. Uh, you might know us from our Instagram. Again, that's a.z underscore movie review, um, where we have a whole library of thoughts on a whole slew of films over the last couple of years. Um, and we just started this podcast recently. We hope you enjoy it and we hope you keep following along. You, right now on the feed, there is a uh, sample episode. There is a five movie catch up. Where we got to things like Jurassic Park and Doctor Strange and Top Gun Maverick, which I saw the initial projections seem to win the box office again this week. Good God. Just edging out Elvis with over 30 million. Wow. Uh, 30, 30 and a half million dollars. Great um, balls of fire. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then we saw Lightyear last week, the newest Pixar film. Uh, and so you can check Excuse all those you. out. It's um, Socks the film. Socks the film featuring Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Uh, so you can listen to all those, listen to our, our thoughts on socks, the cat. We're still undecided on which socks, the cat merch we will purchase, but Lord knows we will have socks, the cat merch in this household soon enough. Um, uh, and we're excited. We're excited for you guys to listen along. We're excited to keep doing this. Uh, what is been, the been a thing? Fun start. like, and subscribe. Give us a review. Rate and review. <laughs> Smash uh, that like button. Give us a follow. Yeah, follow. And again, follow us on Instagram. A dot Z underscore movie review. Alex, what's that Instagram handle again? A dot Z underscore movie review. You'll see lots of um, key art, movie posters. And then, you know, just commentary from, from all those movies. It was a fun thing. Yeah. So uh, follow us there. Follow us on the podcast. And uh, until then, we'll see you at the movie.